list come protim a number of details about the mitzvah. Rashi of Parshenu. However, Rashi in this parsha, Zoknor Protum Achodim Binizel only gives a few select details about the mitzvah of Hakel. Because from them came a vision that from the way from the ones that Rashi chooses to relate, we can know Velcha Protum is by Hakel of Mikra, which are the details that Rashi considers to be essential to hakel at least according to Pshutosh Mikra, to understanding it from the simple view of the Psuk not always does Pshutosh Mikra relate to what becomes the final halacha but it's the understanding of reading a, a, a direct reading of the Psuk Rashi Rashi quotes the words from the Pasuk Tikres you shall read this Torah and his mafarish in it that's in the mitzvah of Hakel, and he explains, the king would read from the beginning of Eilad Varim, which means from the Chumash Varim, as it's written in Mesechta Saita, the details about that. Al Bima Shal he read it from a platform, a wooden platform, that they would build for this, especially for this occasion, in the courtyard of the Beis Amigdash. The prot- that's Rashi. The Protem of Rashi Zokt, these details that Rashi lists, stay in the Mishnah, in the Sechta Seita. They are in fact listed in the Mishnah, in the Sechta Seita, but in the Mishnah, stay in Nochkama Protem. But the Mishnah lists a number of other details which Rashi brings Nishtarab, which Rashi does not quote. For instance, how they passed the Sefer Torah from its place where it was to the king they passed it from one to the other and it went up in hierarchy as they passed it along to the king which specific parshas he read yes they were in Devarim but over there he lists also the specifics of which parshas they read he read the brachas was the Melachot Gizok not the Kriya Torah the brachas that he made after he did the reading from the Torah all these things are listed over there in Masechta Saita which Rashi does not quote and the Tam is moving the Pashtas the reason why Rashi doesn't quote it is understood because what is Rashi trying to accomplish in the commentary on Torah is to explain the simple meaning of the Pesukim he's not there to give us a list of mitzvahs which pertain to each mitzvah in the Torah that's not Rashi's role in his commentary on the Torah. His nishmuva, and so then we have to understand. Favos Rashi Why does Rashi list the specific uh, details that he does, which is that uh, the king would read from the beginning of Devarim, uh, and that they made him a platform of wood. because one, it would seem that number one from Vanat is the Hechachayv Zeib Mikra. How does Rashi see this in the Pshutosh Mikra that it was the king that read it, where he read from, that they made a, a, a bima, that they made a platform for him? Number two, knowing these details are not essential to understanding the flow of the Psukim. 
everything seems okay, even if you don't know that it was the king, even if you don't know that it was where he read from, which section in the Torah, even if you don't know that it was from a platform. So in regards to the first part of Rashi, where he says that the king would read from the beginning of Dvarim, is Fashtandik. That we can understand. Thus is the uptight from the vertebral Chazanig Zogivar Li Yeshua, and to Zikne Yisrael. Because this is, he's explaining that which was said, which Moshe Rabbeinu related to Yeshua and to the elders. He spoke to Yeshua and the elders, and he told them about the mitzvah of Hakel. So it says, Tikra Satoirazais. So when he's speaking to Yeshua and to the elders, he says, You shall read in a, in a Loshin Yochid, in a singular form. So number one, Tikra Loshin Yochid. First of all, he says it to them in a singular form. So he's speaking to the one to whom he says, you shall gather. The word you shall gather, hakel, is also written in the singular form to a specific person that he shall do the gathering. And he's saying to, the, to this same person, you, in the singular, shall read the Torah. So this must be an individual which has the ability to be able to gather together as on the entire nation. Is Dostamelech who has the power, who has the authority to be able to command everyone to come? Only the king. So it must be speaking to the king. And that's why he says the king was the one that read. He, he shall be the same one that did all the gathering. He's the one that does the reading. Obviously the king. On the second thing is asatayra zayis. He says to him, "You shall read this Torah." Main asatayra zayis lemer Hashem alakeinu betchilusay da al advarim. It's referring to the pasuk asatayra zayis lemer Hashem alakeinu, which is found at the beginning of Parsha Dvarim. So it's referring to those words which are found in the Parsh in the in Parsh, the beginning of Parsha Dvarim. That's why from the words in the pasuk we already know that it was the king. And we know that it was reading from the beginning of Parsha Devarim. But the Hemshech from Rashi, so that's in, in regards to the first part of Rashi, but the continuation where he says, that it was read from a wooden platform which was in the courtyard of the Beisamikdash. This detail, these details, don't seem to have any connection to understanding the Psukim. Good, it's understood, for the psukim uh, convey that it should be the king, because it's in singular form, so it must be the king. Where should they read from? The pasuk gives a reference, gives some key words, which are found at the beginning of Parshat Varim. But that it should be on a wooden platform, how is that essential to understanding the psukim? And how do we know that it was on a platform? It would seem that we could answer, as when it didn't be that Rashi is simply trying to convey to us what exactly happened by Hakel. Trying to give us a picture of what happened. Because this is a mitzvah that took place only in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. So a, a child doesn't, he has no clue what happened. He's never seen it. You know, many of the other mitzvahs he experiences them at home in shul and so on. He knows what they mean, but the hakil happened back then. Nobody, no, no one today ever saw it. When the tzur is even in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, 
is thus nishgiv and kandabar ragla. It was also a very unusual mitzvah. Happened only not emol and zimyar. Happened only once in seven years. The ribes of trashis. So therefore, because it's so unusual and nobody sees it, nobody's today has seen it. Even those days, it was uh, only from time to time that anybody experienced it. So Rashi says, So he adds, as is written in Masechta Saita, as the Protim for Mitzvah Hakel, that the details, if you want to know more details about Hakel, which Rashi doesn't tell us, they're there to be read, and if you want, you can go read it in Masechta Saita. They send you off to where you can know more details on this Mitzvah. The Piddush is of a nisht eisgehalten, but this explanation doesn't really hold water. Because, number one, kiyam mitzvah hakel is a sach einfach of yasach andere mitzvahs. The actual practice of mitzvah hakel is not a complicated thing. It's a pretty simple idea, much simpler than many other mitzvahs, which are much more uh, integral and have many details and more complicated for instance, mitzvahs that were done in the Beis beginning with the mitzvah of all the mitzvahs of the Karbanas, which were so full of detail and how it was done, exactly much more difficult to imagine and envision than mitzvahs hakel. So if he needs to explain, to give you a picture of what happened, those would be much more necessary than mitzvahs hakel. A second thing, Loidem had Rashi nish gedaft abstellen sich bei Wertige Dese bemerkt im Sechter Seite. According to this explanation, then he should have sent you off to the Sechter Seite, and that would be the end of the Rashi. That's where you should have rested. The Rashi would have ended there. Favos brengte von dort die Protem al bimeshel Eisha Yisim Azara. Why then does he explain that one detail that they made a wooden platform in the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash if he wants to send you off to there to be able to understand what happened so then tell him to go there and, and that's it why give this particular detail number three giving the reference of where it's found should either have been said at the beginning of the explanation in the it's written so and so or at the very end of the Rashi, it should have said, as all of this is recorded in Masech Tosayte. Nishta Reinstein does Be'emtza. Rashi, in fact, inserts Kedisim in Masech Tosayte right in the middle of the explanation. First, he gives two details. It was the king and the, is where he read it from. Then he says, as is written in Masech Tosayte. And then he goes on to give another detail about the, the platform of the, in the Azorah. So he should have either said in the Sechta Seita at the beginning or at the end, but not right in the middle. Because from Pashtas Loshan Rashi, and the way he writes it, if you read it on the on the, the simple reading of Rashi, is Mashma would seem as that Tzions in the Sechta Seita that the reference to the Sechta Seita, but Tzitzich nor Eidem Gezokte Fardem Amalachayekarim Etchilos Ela Advarim. It would seem that. What is found in the Sechta Saita? The things, the details that he gave before this, those you can find in the Sechta Saita. What he writes after, what, as you can find in the Sechta Saita, that seems not to be in the Sechta Saita. But in fact, of course, it is. 
But from the way Rashi writes it, it almost it confuses things. That it seems that only the first part of Rashi is from Saita, but the second part is not. But in fact, it is. So why does he put it in the middle? Gimel. <coughs> we also have to understand that the beginning of the Rashi. The fact that the king is the one that reads, that we can understand how we took it out of the words in the Psukim, as we explained before, because it's in a singular form. Other or as the other commentaries say, in dem the In the previous Pasuk it says, and Moshe commanded them, Loshan Rabim, as a in a group form. And then many and then in continuation to that it goes on to say you in the singular form he's now talking to one person he started speaking to a group now he's talking to one person you shall read the Torah therefore we have, are left to say with this you shall read the Torah he was he was like uh, directing it at one specific person. In the Friedrich Psukim Vedamant, and since we don't know who it is, but since it, in the previous Psukim it says, that Moshe singled out, he called to Yeshua, which means Moshe Rabbeinu already singled out Yeshua in this, in this area in the Torah, is Mistaber, so it's, uh, it stands to reason. That he said, You shall read the Torah. He was speaking to Yeshua. Yeshua, who was, as Rashi says in two Psukim before this, the Dabar Lador, the spokesman for the generation, which the spokesman in this case means the, high, the highest authority. Yeshua was the highest authority for the generation, which means the king. So he was speaking to Yeshua you shall be the one to read so obviously that's what the Mepharshim explained that's how we know that it should be the king also the continuation where Ashi singles out that it should be where is the Torah from the beginning of is for that we can also understand how he knows that canal as we said before because the words in the Torah here are the same words that are taken from the beginning of so He's telling you the words which refer to the beginning of Eladvarim. That's where you should read from. Allah that Rashi also is telling us that it's written two psukim earlier it says the Rashi is, is uh, making sure that we understand. What's the problem? What do we need to understand? Two psukim earlier it says, Moshe wrote this Torah. The very same words that it says here, There it also says, What does it mean over there? that It means that when Moshe finished relating, conveying the entire Torah to the Yidden, orally, so he wrote the whole thing down, which means he wrote the entire Torah. So Rashi has to tell us, over there, HaTorah means the entire Torah. But Rashi has to tell us, as in this Pasuk, two Pesukim later, when the Pasuk says, here it doesn't mean that the king has to read the entire Torah. 
nor blows from Mishnah Torah, only from Mishnah Torah. That's something that Rashi feels necessary to point out. So, which makes sense. He wants to tell us that a Torah means only from Eladvar. The Shaila is over. However, the question is, first of all, from Vananem to Staket Rashi, Mikra, how does Rashi know that a Torah Zeis over here doesn't mean from the entire Torah? And that it means nor only from the Eladvarim? From Shudrashal Mikra, it would make sense to say, ah, two Psukim earlier, we know what a Torah Zeis is, that's what it means here too. And you can't say, you might want to say, well, he wants to, because you have the question, how does he know that? So he says, how do I know it? I know it's from the Sechta Saita. It's all there in the Sechta Saita. Main indicas from Shudrashimikar Vaisman does Takanish. In other words, to say, from the simple reading of the Psukim, you might not know this. Because Tayyarazais might mean the entire Tayyarazais. And that's why he points you to That's where it is. That's where I saw it. That's how I know it. You can't say that's what it means. Because then it would, we'd still stay, remain with the question. Because just because it says in the Sechta Saita doesn't mean that that is the simple understanding of it. There are many things which the Torah reinterprets away from Shudosh Mikra, which the Gemara, sorry, the Gemara reinterprets away from Shudosh Mikra constantly. So, how do you know that according to Shudosh Mikra, which is what Rashi deals with, how do we know that it doesn't mean the whole Torah? Maybe it does mean the whole Torah, that the king has to read the entire Torah. So that's one question. Another question: Since the pasuk says this Torah, Rashi should have followed. Usually, he tries to follow the wording in the psukim. So, if he's looking for words to describe what the king reads, use the same words in the pasuk which means Mishnah Torah is also a reference to to Dvarim. So, why are there sefer or he could have said, this this safer, meaning the safer that we're in now, safer devarim. Okay, something similar. Masam which would follow the wording in the in the pasuk what the pasuk uses. Nish from Not that he should have said he starts from Eila Hadvarim. Why didn't he say he reads Mishnah Taira, follows Atayrazais. He reads this. It's a Sefer Azad, this book that we're in now, Sefer Dvarim. Why does he say he would start from Eila Dvarim. And you can't answer that the reason why Rashi says from the beginning of Dvarim, Valdos is Masim in them, in the Loshna Mishnah, because that it fits into the Halacha of what he actually did. And that's how the Mishnah records it. Because we know Rashi doesn't really find it as his mission to tell us the details of the halachas of the psukim. Nor up to Taichin, the Vertir, and the Bshatim Pasuk. Rather, his, his mission is to explain the words as they appear in the Torah, not what the final ruling is on this matter. So, for that, it seems that using the wording in the Torah to describe which Chumash he reads from would be much more a better choice.
Dalit. So the beer beholds it. So the explanation of this whole matter, Vetna Fashtein Bahagdim Dik Loshan Rashi, by first um, explaining a particular use of a word in that Rashi uses. He says, The king would read from etc. from Dvarim. Because it would seem that this is not the normal way that Rashi would describe something like this. Since Rashi is not trying to explain the halachas of it, nor mefaraz in the Pirish but rather to explain the meaning of the psukim, he should have simply said, um, the Pasuk says, Tikra, you shall read talking to the king, as we said. So Rashi could have simply said, Hamelech, who is Tikra, you shall read the king. That's all he had to say. The Lashon Hamelech Hoya when he goes in to say, when he starts saying, the king would be the one to read, that uh, displays, that uh, conveys that he's not just trying to explain the simple meaning of the Pasuk, nor the Tzel Dem Din, but rather to describe to us how it happened, what exactly took place. The king would read. The way the Mitzvah of Hakel took place. So it seems that Rashi is trying to do more than just simply explain who was the one to read. Which he could have said with one word. Hamelech, the king, is the Be'erazeh. So then, so to explain that, where Rashi doesn't usually do that. Pshutosh mikra in Parsha Vayelech. The simple meaning of the, of the Pesukim in Vayelech, as Meishu detailed as... Ben He's telling them, I'm 120 years old, I turned 120 years old today. He explains to them what will happen after he dies. He's telling them about how they're going to cross the Jordan River on the Noch. And then after that, Moshe continues. Or the Pasuk continues, Moshe called Yeshua, be strong you will be the one to bring these people into Israel and you will be the one that will uh, assist them in inheriting conquering and inheriting the land and then after that uh, when he charges Yeshua with his future mission after that he says Moshe wrote the whole Torah, and he gave it to the Kayin and the Levim. And then comes the command that Moshe commanded them at the end of seven years. When all the Jews come to the base of Mikdash, Hakel gathered together all the Jews, men, women, and children, the mitzvah of Hakel. That's the continuation of the Psukim. So it would seem that the telling, relating the mitzvah of Hakel comes in continuation to what was discussed before. And onzog to it's a command to the people. the the sons of Levi. the to whom he had given the Torah that he wrote, which as the Torah says he gave it to the Kainim Levi. 
on Tikras and you shall be the one to read this Torah by Hakel since he says it in the singular is a Yeshua is a a command to Yeshua as Mikhail Shabashonim that at the end of seven years Nocharangin in Yerz Yisrael after they enter Eretz Yisrael Noch Mises Moshe which was after Moshe died so Zion Hakel there should be this big gathering seven years after they enter Eretz Yisrael there should be the big gathering to, to encourage and inspire the Jewish people by Yerus Hashem Alekechem V'Yerus Hashem Alekechem they shall revere Hashem V'Shomer Lassus Kol they shall be careful uh, meticulous in keeping all the words of the Torah Torch Yeshua's Lenin how is this going to come about because Yeshua is going to read for them the Fazeya Torah this entire Torah Yeshua is going to read to them the Torah and that will inspire them after seven years uh, going into Yisrael to continue keeping the Torah and mitzvahs and so on he's going to read from that Torah which Moshe Rabbeinu had given to the Kayanim and Yeshua is going to read from that Torah the entire Torah to encourage and inspire the Jewish people that's what it would seem this continuation of Sukkim seems to be saying in other words that the mitzvah of Hakel is not an ongoing mitzvah that every seven years it should occur it's a one time thing Moshe Rabbeinu is going to die this is going to happen you're going to cross over the yard and Yeshua is going to take over I, I, I gave the Seder Torah to the Kayinim at the end of seven years when you enter Yisrael Yeshua should read forth from the Torah encourage and inspire the Jewish people to be Yerushimayim to revere Hashem and to do the mitzvahs and that's what it is it's a one time thing so because Rashi wanted to make sure that we understand that this is not what the Torah is saying Rashi says he said the king would read not that it was a one time thing that Yeshua read to them the king would read this was a thing that happened from time to time every seven years by this he makes clear as number one that this is a mitzvah that takes place whenever there is a king in other words it's an ongoing mitzvah that goes on whenever there is a king it should be done it's not only at seven years after they entered at Yisrael this is an ongoing thing the king would read means it happened more than once Number two, their onzag is given to Yeshua, nicht als machnis es Yisrael le'aretz, nor als melech. Another thing that he has to point out is, you might think that because Yeshua is the one that brings the Yidin into Yisrael, that's why he was chosen, that's why it's his role to do that. So then what's going to happen later, after Yeshua dies? So then who takes, who does it in the future? So Rashi says, no, it wasn't Yeshua as the one bringing the Yidin to Yisrael, it was Yeshua as the king, because he had the position of the king. So therefore, he's the one that should read it, because this is the mitzvah that is directed at the king. Number three, You shouldn't think that they read the whole Sefer they read only from the beginning of the Dvarim. Rather than the entire Torah, which could have been how we understood it that he gave the in that same parsha it says he gave the Torah to the Kainim and Elavim to Psukim earlier, and 
that's what should be read. So he says, no, it's all Elad Varim. This explains Rashi telling us the Pshutu Shal Mikre has to tell us these details because otherwise we could have misinterpreted the whole thing totally. So he tells us, no, this was an ongoing thing. The king would read. This was given to Yeshua as the king. It's not something that takes place only in the first, uh, the first period after they came into Yisrael. And that it's not the entire Torah which could have been mistaken because that's what it says to Pesachim earlier. But it's only from the beginning of Dvarim. So these things are essential to understanding what the Pesachim are saying. Hey, the Hechach Tzizog Namahat Nishgelein the Gantzah Torah is moving to the Pashtas. How does Rashi know that they didn't read the whole Torah? Maybe they did read the whole Torah. How does he know that they didn't? Or that they're not supposed to? Bibal is that it could be simply understood. Bibal as the kavone is given l'man yishmu v'l'man yilmedu. The purpose, the Torah says, why should the king read to them in order that they will hear and that they will learn v'yaru es Hashem lekechem and that they will revere Hashem v'shamru lasis and then they will keep be meticulous in keeping the mitzvahs. Is dachto negayah the pasuk v'zaynim eirim zares as l'zayn v'yaru es Hashem lekechem. So then, obviously, not every part of the Torah is sections which bring out a feeling of Yerushalayim. There are many, uh, many areas in Torah which are simply historical narratives. Which, of course, there is a lesson in everything, but the simple reading is not, is not uh, an, like an inspiring reading, which is meant to inspire Yerushalayim and the Shemitah HaMitzvahs and so on. Obviously, that's not what their role is of those sections in the Torah. So it it's doesn't, therefore, it doesn't stand to reason that one would have to read the entire Torah in order to evoke a feeling of Yerushalayim. You read the sections which do evoke Yerushalayim. That's why Rashi says, Mitchilas Eilad Varim. That's why he says from the beginning of Eilad Varim, Nish Mishnah Torah. He doesn't use the term Mishnah Torah, which he asked before, why doesn't he use that term? or a similar term because in the words is mudgash, that emphasizes the very words bring out that the words of Moshe at the beginning of are words of rebuke he rebuked them in order to encourage them and make them uh, and, and, and get them on their, on their toes, you know, to, to make sure that they keep the Torah mitzvahs. Because the word hadvarim, dvarim, we know is a word of strong language. The words that he spoke to them before he died, said he wanted to charge them with this energy to be able to keep the Torah mitzvahs. So Moshe was saying in a similar way, as I'm doing now, or as I did recently, every king at the end of seven years should do the same. So should reread these words of rebuke that Moshe Rabbeinu gave to the Jewish people in order to make sure that they keep the Torah mitzvahs properly. That's conveyed by the words Eilah Hadvarim. Dvarim means, as we said, by Dabra means Loshen Kosher, rebuke and so on. McKenna McFregan, but one could ask, Oich Kama Pashis from Sukkim from Eilad Varim, Zaninishne Gebeif, and Yashvok upon Utsiva Yoros Hashem Lukechem, Bishamalas is called the Ratayra Zeis. 
not every parsha in, in Dvarim, in the Chumash Dvarim, is that kind of a parsha which talks about um, words of rebuke, words that bring to Yerushalayim. Not, not the whole par- Chumash Dvarim is that. So what is he saying that you read the Dvarim? The Bible is Rashi Madgish. That's why Rashi emphasizes Mitchilas Ela Dvarim. That's why Rashi says it started at the beginning of Dvarim. That's where he started his reading. As you can see in Masechta Saita. Erhot Ungahim from Eila Dvarim. He began his reading from Eila Dvarim. Undanach Gelaint. Because up in Masechta Saita. And then he went on to read. As Masechta Saita spells out exactly what he read. Vuazanin Oizgirechant. Velacha Parshis in Eila Dvarim. The Melachat Gelaint. In Masechta Saita you can see the specific sections that the king read. Which ones he skipped? So, in other words, that's a good question. Not every section in Parshat Dvarim is is meant to be read in this way, and those are the ones that he didn't read. He didn't read those. He read only specific ones. You want to know which ones they are? Rashi is not going to tell you every single section. You want to go read in the Sechta You'll understand what in a, which sections in Elad Dvarim he read. In other words, the Rebbe is answering here. Why Kedirisim Sechta Saita is written right in the middle of the Rashi because it pertains specifically to the section of Eilad Dvarim. The words that he says, Betchilus Eilad Dvarim, not every section of Dvarim is meant for this, is, is the kind of reading that would lend itself to this kind of uh, bringing out Yerushalayim. So you want to know which ones they read? Look in Eilad Dvarim. That's, what he, that's why he's sending you to the Sechta Saita. And that's why it's written here, in the middle. Vav, as Vertov, but the question still remains. Since the purpose was so that the Yidden will hear, will take it to heart, these words, and they will be encouraged to keep Torah mitzvahs and so on, is Nishmuvan. So then we have to understand, the Yidden, when they went into Yisrael, we know exactly how many there were. There were 600,000, more than 600,000 of the age between 20 and 60, men between 20 and 60. The two Kumitsu, the Yungiru and Funesrim. In addition to that, you have the younger generation before the age of 20. Baham Noshim and all the women. Allah has come of a Kama in Yisrael, Yorunachtem. Certainly then, in Yisrael, many generations later, so there were many more people the population exploded you know gets bigger how is it going to happen the whole purpose Rashi is describing the reason the king reads is that everybody should hear and be encouraged and so on and be committed recommit themselves to keeping Torah mitzvahs so there, when the, at the time when the Yidden entered as Israel, there were 600,000 just adults between the age of 20 and 60. If you add the children and you add the women, you're talking close to 2 million people. So how is it possible that all the Yidden should be able to listen to the king read? He, there was no microphone, obviously. How is he going to be able to read so that 600,000 people can hear or 2 million people can hear? But you might ask that, well, we find many times in the Torah, a number of times in the Torah, as Moshe that Moshe spoke to all the Jewish people. 
So how did he do it there? So first of all, it doesn't say that the women and children were also there. So it, that cuts the, uh, the population, or at least the people listening to uh, a third. Number two, a state niche does Allah must hen Allah It doesn't say that Moshe Rabbeinu had to speak to them, each one, all of them at once. Everybody had to be listening at the same time, and that everybody heard what he said at the same time. It doesn't say that. It's possible that he spoke to them in groups, of one big group, another big group. Mashain Kingda. Whereas here in this case by Hakel, whereas number one was Octakelus Amanashmataf, where it says, gather together all the men, women and children. Number two, in the Mrs. Tikrasatairazais, Baznayim, read it to them as the Pasik says, in their ears, which means that they should hear. The king has to read in a way that people should be able to hear. Is Vir So how is it possible that everybody should be able to hear the king? Therefore, Rashi has to add, The only way that you could envision that the one person should be speaking and everybody, the huge crowd that's gathered, should be able to hear is if he's high up on a platform, in a very high place, so that everybody could first of all see him and everybody could hear him. This was essential to be able to be to, for him to speak and to be able to be heard. Of course, there are other commentaries that say that this was indeed a miracle. The fact that Moshe Rabbeinu could speak to so many people and it was a miracle that his voice carried across you know huge areas. But Shudras Lomikra Rashi is trying to give at least some modicum of explanation of how this could even be. How could it happen that you that one person should speak? without a loudspeaker and everybody and so many people should be able to hear so he explains the you know well he, they put him up on a high platform and now so many more people can see and hear so now that he said that it's on a platform so Rashi has to now explain something else as thus is given shall eights that it was a wooden platform that they created in the out the uh, courtyard of the Besamigdash. because when he says that he takes away another question. Another question pops up based on what we learned earlier in the Chumash. First of all, the Balda state in Pasagas Tikrasatirazis. So Zain Bavekal Yisrael Lirus is Pinashamalakha. Since the Pasik spells out, you shall read the Torah in regards to Hakel. When should this take place? When all the Yidden come to see the face of Hashem. Meaning they come to the base of Migdash. Is Mashma, so it's, uh, from there it seems that Das is given, Dordvus is given, Pnei Hashem Alekecha. Where should this be read? In where the face of Hashem is, so to speak. Where is that? Inside the Beis Hamikdash, in the building of the Beis Hamikdash. That's where it should take place. Pnei Hashem is inside the Beis Hamikdash. Bifnim inavenik inside. Anes which is an incredible miracle. How are you going to fit a million people into the space of the Beis Hamikdash? Uvikem men ender nemboidam abime in Beis Hamikdash. And also, how are you going to build a uh, platform inside the building? 
because a, a platform isn't one of the things which the Torah describes or which the Nevi'im described where there was a, a bima. It doesn't say anywhere that, that there was a, a platform is to be built in the Beis Amigdash. So that would be a change from the architecture of the Beis Amigdash, which we know in the Beis Amigdash. So therefore Rashi says, Bazara, that it wasn't inside the base of Migdash, it was outside in the courtyard of the base of Migdash. As we find many times, that the, the uh, glory of Hashem appeared to the Jewish people, where did that take place? That was at the doorway of the oil maid. In other words, Rashi says, yes, it says, Pnei Hashem Alekecha. That doesn't mean that it was inside the Beis Amigdash, because Hashem was observed, was seen by the Yidden, the glory of Hashem was seen by the Yidden, at the door of the oil maid. They didn't all pack into the oil maid to be able to see the face of Hashem. So therefore, here too, it means, of course, that it was outside in the courtyard, where so many more people can fit. And over there, it isn't it's the the bima doesn't jar our understanding of the base amigdash itself. There was a bima in there. We never heard that before. Outside in the courtyard, it makes much more sense. Another point: Magilenen wegen the mishkan. We already studied about the mishkan. As in Yoni Hamishkan, flinging the nutzver and b'chol yoyim, that the implements of the mishkan, the menorah, the mizbeach, the uh, the inner mizbeach, and the the shulchan were used daily. The burning of the k'tayres and so on is fashtanik as although yisrech by beis hamidrash. Obviously, the same would ha- would be in the beis hamidrash as well. Vi kumtas zol shtena bime in migdash lim nutzen ze ein molin zim So what what sense does it make? There are three things in the Beis Hamikdash, in the outer room of the Beis Hamikdash, which are the Menorah, the Shulchan, and the Mizbeach, the small Mizbeach of the Ketiris. Those are used on a daily basis. So they're going to build a, a, a bima, which is going to sit there all the time. For what purpose? That it should be used once in seven years? It doesn't fit with all the other things which are in the Beis Hamikdash. Also, the abime in the middle of the whole thing would be underfoot. You wouldn't be able to get around it. It's uh, this huge thing in the middle of the Beis Hamikdash, and, and it's in the way of the Kayanim doing their work. So the idea of a bime inside the Beis Hamikdash, it just it doesn't seem to make sense. The Rebbe is Rashi Meisim. Therefore, Rashi adds shall eight shahayyosim. It wasn't a bima that was there full time. It wasn't a permanent structure in the Beis Hamikdash in the Azara. It was a wooden one, which was made specially for the event. Thus is given a dover arai. It was a temporary structure, shell eights, because that's what he means by wood. Wood is a temporary thing, as opposed to stone or metal or whatever so that, this was a wooden one which was meant to be taken apart and taken away which was made specially for this event and it was made specially for Hakel every seven years they built the temporary bima. they put it in the middle and then when, it would, when they were done with it they took it away and everything went back to normal 
the Kainim could go back and forth and they were able to do what they need. That's why Rashi adds this detail, all these details about the Bima. Why does he tell us that it was a Bima? How else are you going to hear the king? Why does it also was a wooden Bima that was made specially for the event? Because otherwise, what, is it, what sense does it make that they had this huge structure in the middle of the Azara or in the base of Midas or the Azara, which was in the way, it was only used once in seven years and it's uh, getting in everybody's way. So it tells you what actually happened, makes it more understandable what was going on. Some extraordinary things that we could take out of Rashi in, the, in, in regards to halacha. Sometimes we, Rashi words things and explains things in such a way which sheds light, wonderful ideas on halacha as well. Because we can erase them from the Empirish Rashi that we can learn from this particular Rashi. In them was the Melech lame the parshas from Mishnah Torah is dot svesvaris. And the fact that the king reads these parshas from from Devarim, there are two opinions, there are two approaches to how to see what he reads. How does it pertain to the king? What is the meaning of him reading these two parshas? Sidosiz din and melech. Is this something that pertains to the king? The king has a mitzvah that he needs to read these parshas. It's a mitzvah upon the king. It is one is a responsibility of the king. There are certain laws which pertain to the king specifically, which don't pertain to anybody else. The number of wives he can have, he's not allowed to gather money and so on. He has to have a Seder with him all the time. So a king has things which, which are his laws that he needs to follow. One of them is that he has to read from Parsha Dvarim during the Hakel ceremony. That in the time of Hakel, he has to read from these parshas for for the entire people. That's one way of looking at it. But the other way of looking at it is, rather, the reading of the parshas and devarim is part of the ceremony of Hakel. It's a law that pertains to Hakel. As the parshas dafendemos gelein that how do you celebrate? How do you perform the mitzvah of Hakel, certain parshas have to be read during that ceremony. By who? By the king. But it's a mitzvah of Hakel, it's not a mitzvah that pertains to the king. The same question can be applied also to the platform that was brought then, that was built then. Why did they make this platform? Was it an honor for the king, an honor of the king that they made the platform? It's at to honor the king. The king needs to be honored, so he can't be standing in the middle of the crowd over there, and and everybody's gathered, nobody can see him, they can barely hear him, and so on. That he's on the level with all the people. That doesn't seem fitting for the king. So they built a, a bima. In, uh, to honor the king, this is the way the king needs to read from up there, high above the people, on a pedestal for himself. It's about the king. Other or Again, it's in order. That's how you perform the mitzvah of hakel. The mitzvah of hakel needs a bima. It needs a platform. Why? Because everybody has to be able to hear. Over is the 
So in regards to the first question, <coughs> is the reading a mitzvah for the king or is it a mitzvah of hakil? So how can we resolve this question? Where do we know, how do we know what he has to read? From where do we learn what the king has to read by hakil? Rashi, Mishnah, Rashi, when he, in his commentary on the Mishnah Zoktith, says there, and that reading of Hakel of Dvarim during Hakel was done through by the king. as it's written in Sifri, the Parshah in Sifri where it talks about the laws of the king. This uh, the repetition Mishnah Torah that we don't read on um, Hakel only from Mishnah Torah. There is a part, one of the mitzvahs of the king is that he should uh, carry a Sefer Torah with him all the time and he should read from this Sefer Torah Mishnah Torah Azais. So Rashi says that is talking about what is the, why does the, the king have a, a, what does it mean that he reads from the Torah? As Mishnah Torah says, during Hakel, that's what he reads. Thus haste, what does that mean? Melerent thus up from Rashi is saying in the Mishnah, in his in his commentary on Mishnah, is that where do we learn that the, the king learns reads from Mishnah Torah? It's learned from what the Torah teaches the king that he has to do. It's one of the mitzvahs that pertains to the king as the king that he has to read from that Seder Torah, Mishnah Torah, Rashi says, yes, by Hakel, that's what he does. So in other words, the reading of the king during Hakel is learned from the Psukim that teaches about what the king is meant to do, not from the Psukim in Hakel. The Pashtus, and for the simple reason, this is one of the responsibilities of the king, so it's a mitzvah that pertains to the king as his role as the king. But if you'll say that how do we know what he has to read, that he has to read from Dvarim? Because we learn it from our Parsha. Our Parsha is the Parsha that teaches the mitzvahs of Hakel. We learn it from this Parsha where we just said earlier that it's learned from the words, you shall read from this Torah. You means the king. Kanal, as he explained before, his movement, so then it's understood that thus is Eine Fundi Dinim from Mitzvahs Hakel. So that clearly, if you see it that way, it means that it's a mitzvah in Hakel, not in the king. It's not a mitzvah that defines the king. It's a mitzvah that defines Hakel. Valpia now, but in, in this kind, this according to this explanation, it comes out. L'chayre would seem that it comes out as Rashi mikra that Rashi the way he explains it in his commentary on Torah, which is follows Pshutah mikra here he seems to be saying that these are that this detail of what the king should read is a part is a detail in the laws of Hakel which is learned from the Pasuk in our Parsha which is Parsha's Hakel you shall read this title which Rashi says means Sai both the fact that it was the king that was the one that read, also that they built a, a platform for him, Rashi also connects it with the mitzvah of Hakel. Adas is Kedei Ala Eden's own Ken and Heren, the Pashat Torah was built 
not because we need to honor the king, but because everybody needs to be able to hear him. So the bima is also a detail in the mitzvah of hakel. Now, when we read the Rashi as he is in his commentary on the Mishnah in Shas, is a Mefarish Pudushal Mishnah. He explains what the meaning of the Mishnah is. When the Mishnah Rufta some Parshas Hamelech, and the Mishnah calls it the, the Parsha of the King. So the Mishnah is putting an emphasis on the fact that it's the King's reading, and in other words, it's something about the King. And in the, entire, in the Mishnah, it keeps reiterating the idea that they showed great honor to the king. For instance, he says in the Mishnah, and the king sat on the bima, on the platform. The, uh, the guy in charge of the gathering took the Seder from where it was, and he gives it to the head of the of the gathering, uh, whatever these positions, uh, whatever they are, the Rosh Knesses was gone, and then the head of the uh, the thing gave it to the assistant Kayin Gadol, and then he gave it to the Kayin Gadol, uh, the, then the Kayin Gadol gave it to the king. And all of this passing the Sefer Torah from one one person at a lower level to a higher level to a higher level to a higher level until it gets to the king was all to draw attention to the status of the king that it keeps going up and up until it gets to the king. And Kaira Yeshev, the fact that the king read, did the reading sitting down, is another thing. The king sits. The king sits. That's what the, the honor of a king is. And also in the way it describes that they made the platform, it says they made for him a platform. So that the platform was made for the honor of the king. That's how it's described in the Mishnah. And that's why Rashi over there seems to be saying, says that he that this is a king a mitzvah pertaining to the king. So it seems like it describes the situation of Hakil. And that's how Rashi describes it. In the Mishnah, Rashi describes it because the Mishnah over there seems to be saying that the whole event, the reading and the event, the Bima, was all about the king, showing honor to the king. And it was a mitzvah of the king. Which is interesting that Rashi himself has two different readings of the situation. One the way it appears and seems from Shudas Mikra, and a totally different one from the way it seems from the Mishnah and the way it's developed in the Mishnah. Ches. From the inner dimension of Chesidah dimension in this Rashi. Shengeret Filmalu was discussed many times as a Torah in Nitzchis, that the Torah is eternal, and Chodsh the Mitzvah from Hakob and although it's true that the mitzvah of hakel in its literal sense to do it in the base of of course, is not possible today, is the, is the other do in ruchnis, But there is the concept of hakel in a spiritual sense, as the mishka in the mishka mamigdash prati in each yid's personal mishka and Because we know that every single yid is a base amigdash unto himself and herself. So there is a hakel that has to be practiced in your own personal base amidus, which is you. The teichon einu von hakel by yeder eden, 
What is the meaning of hakel to an individual person? How does he practice or she practice hakel? Hakel is the kibbutz v'hakhola. Hakel means to gather together. So it means over here also to gather together. From Allah's and the and you have to corral all of your abilities, all of your talents, all the uh, characteristics that you have. Unzain machshava di as well as your thoughts, your speech, your action. You have to bring all of those talents, everything that you are capable of, both in speaking, understanding, feeling, and intellectual, and so on. You have to bring them all into the Beis Hamikdash, meaning into the holy place within you, to use them in a holy way. When Dozdav Zayna, that has to be Hamelach Hayukeder. The king would read the Kriya Vamshachat so Allah Kirzan Nefesh is Aidei Hamelach. This calling out to these, to your intellect, to your, to your speech, to your thoughts, to your action, has to be done through the king. Which in a Yid's personal Avaida, this means, the king means, this uh, king is Malchus, is Bittl, complete submission. And Kabbalah Soil, and accepting submission to Hashem. Every Yid has this ability, has this tendency to be able to submit to Hashem. And that's the king. Everything has to come from the king. Kabbalah Sayyid is the one that brings together all of the different talents and focuses them on the right mission. Similar to what the Samach Tzedek explains, in the king, in the king, in this literal sense, that a king's mission is, his role amongst the Jews is to bring Kabbalah soil and reverence of Hashem to Aliyid and to every single Jew. And that's what the king, in the, in the personal king, your personal king, is also the Kabbalah soil which needs to be uh, delivered, permeate. You have to make it permeate every aspect of your life. In regards to this, it said, as the king would read, is that the king doing the reading, that is a detail of hakel. The Hashem said that they will listen, focus, pay attention, they will learn, they will uh, revere Hashem. Is When can you expect people to have proper yiras Hashem if it comes from Kabbalah Sayyid? But when a Yid does Torah mitzvahs simply because it's so enjoyable and it's so gishmak and so on, if that's what motivates a Yid to do Torah mitzvahs, then it becomes about you, at least in a very subtle way. It can be all about you. It's the things that you enjoy that you do. And then it... Uh, and then it lacks a very important element, which is reverence of Hashem. We do the mitzvahs not because they meet, they're meaningful to us, but because the Hashem commanded us to do it. And if we do it only because it's meaningful to us, then it becomes about us. And then it's easy to stop doing what you should be doing. Tess. And the continuation of this is, As the Kabbalah that the, this Kabbalah Sayyid that we talk about has to be in a way of a bima. 
If a person lives only in the realm of Kabbalah soil, we do everything by, because we submit. And that's the only motivation that, that motivates us. So then a person can become not just humble, but can also become lowly. And somebody that can, you can tread all over him, you can step all over him, and he doesn't react. He doesn't push back. There's no pushback. And then that then you can't do your Aveda properly. Because sometimes you have to be able to face down people and to push back and to assert yourself. There is times when a Yid has to assert himself. Therefore, there has to be also a, an element of Bima, which means a high place. You have to climb up on a Bima. There has to be this feeling of firmness, of... Uh, Resoluteness. You have to be able to be resolute in your commitment to, Ash- to Yiddishkeit. Yizgabarakari, like the, the Shulchan Aruch says, you have to be able to be strong like a lion. And this also allows you to be able to be resolute in the face of the Yitzhahara, to face him down and to push back. The Yargizadam Yetzteval Yetzerhara, as the, the, the uh, Gemara says, a person has to anger the Yetzertayv on the Yetzerhara. In other words, that the Yetzertayv has to sometimes speak tough to the Yetzerhara. Resolute. When the Agbab is Nasus in them, Kabbalah soil, and this, this feeling of an elevated feeling has the accomplishment as the Kriya from Amelachayakaira that when the king calls out, to all the other elements of the person so the Heredveren will be listened to, will be acclimated they'll listen and they will pay attention to it until it has its desired continuity in all the it continues so that it has it leaves an impact on your thoughts, your speech, your action, the way you think, the way you feel, which is very important. The by Muslim Abavarin, but at the same time we have to make sure as is Davzain Shall eight, first of all it has to be a bima, not out of stone. It has to be an elevated place made out of wood. And also Shayyaisim Bazara, which was only temporary. That they made in the Azara. So they made it in the Azara. The two shall be because this feeling of feeling elevated and and uh, resolute and so on. So should be only a temporary thing, like a wooden thing, which is temporary. And has to be used only in the context of the Azara. It was made, it was created for the Azara specifically. It's not a good thing to have to be resolute in other areas in life. The When you have to do all that that avoid of gathering together all your abilities, when a person is not in the place of holiness, not in an elevated place of holiness and serving Hashem, if a person becomes Elevated in those places, then that could lead to something completely different, something negative. 
So it has to be temporary and only within the context of the Azara, of the holy place. Especially in the days coming up, the preparation for the year of Hakil. Every year is given the abilities to Ken and in the Minif and Hakil to be able to accomplish this idea of Hakil in Zaymigdash Aprati, in his own personal base Amigdash. And when you do it in your own personal base Amigdash, then you'll be able to, you'll be Zaychat to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Hakil in its literal sense in the base Amigdash Ashlishi, in the third base Amigdash, in the Svetherin, Umavetherin, the Kriya Betayrof Melech Mashiach. And we will hear the reading of the Torah from the King Mashiach, Bishnas Hakel Abalein of Yisrael the in the upcoming year of Hakel, which should come upon the Jews in a good way.